0: With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Welcome to the new series of the Olive Magazine podcast, Raise Your Cooking Game. I'm Janine, Deputy Editor and Podcast Host. Each episode, I'll be consulting our cookery team experts to take a deep dive into a different subject with tips, tricks and advice for getting it right. And do listen out for our weekly bonus episodes where we'll be focusing on a classic recipe from the archive and explaining how to make it with perfect results every time. This episode I'm joined by Olive's sister magazine, BBC Good Foods, Skills and Shows Editor, Barney Desmazary. Welcome Barney. Oh, hi Janine. How you doing?
1: I'm good, thanks. How you doing?
0: And we're talking about your pet subject barbecue. Can you explain your barbecue credentials to us, please?
1: So, uh, yes, I'm a keen barbecuer, If that's even a thing, um, I've written. i mean, to be honest, I've been, I've written hundreds of barbecue recipes for for BBC Good Food, and I've also I've I've made it my um, thing to understand how a barbecue works rather than just writing the recipes. Yeah. I that's the whole point of me being skills editor. I sort of, I understand the application of heat to protein or application of heat. to to everything so that that gives me a um, keener sense of of barbecuing I suppose I'm a general outdoor cooking person I love cooking outdoors but if you need if you really need me to qualify you I spend at least one weekend every summer and I have done for the last five years cooking a whole lamb I mean to varying degrees of success but normally (laughs) normally a whole lamb over makeshift uh wouldn't even call them barbecues makeshift fires
0: sounds like you've got loads of um information to share with us so let's get started let's talk about um, things you can do practical things you can do to make you a better barbecue cook let's let's kick off with equipment
1: so equipment, uh, if you haven't got a barbecue already, obviously if, if you've got one, then you, you you don't need to go out and buy another one. But if you're looking for a barbecue, I think it's an absolute no-brainer that you want to buy a barbecue with a lid. I mean, you know, they're known as kettle barbecues, but other barbecues have lids. It's not, you can get the all drum ones with lids. But simply by adding a lid to your barbecue, you're turning what is essentially a, a burner into an oven. Mm. The options that you have once your barbecue has a lid are infinitely more than just just a just a grill or an out you know an outdoor fire. That would be the first thing I would say. Then, I, then I'd say you need to start thinking about kind of direct, indirect heat. It's a bit like saying, um, you know, what are you going to pan fry? What are you going to roast? Mm. And that's the easiest way of describing it. Some things are much more suited to, to pan frying or to that direct sear. Normally smaller cuts of meat, thinner, uh, thinner, thinner things. And then some things you want to slow cook. And that is the difference, really. You, you're never going to really indirect... You're, you're not going to indirect... Uh, cook unless your barbecue has a um has a lid because right. it, it's not going to work cuz the heat's not going to circulate so without a lid you, your only option is to to cook directly. And then with we um, and then if your barbecue has a lid, you can cook indirectly. And for those people who don't know what indirectly means, uh, it's when you have two heat zones. We can have lots of heat zones where you you have the heat on one side and then whatever it is you're cooking on the other side, and you let the heat circulate just as just exactly the same way as an oven works, This heat circulates around your Protein or your vegetables rather than it cooking directly on. So when them. you
0: when you talk about heat on one side, you're you're literally talking about banking up the coals to one side yep. and leaving the other side completely free of coals.
1: Classic indirect cooking is exactly that. You'd get yeah. like an old roasting tray or one of those um foil trays, preferably an old roasting tray or something you can recycle. But you'd get one of those and then you'd sit whatever it is on top of it essentially it's like sm- you're smoking but to a to a, to a higher okay. degree and then and then the heat circulates around it or for something like say you're, you're classically if you're cooking sausages or burgers, it's the first tip that I give to people is you want two different heat zones, one which is very hot, yeah. and then one with just a few coals on the other side. Right. And then you want to, and then you you start this production line of searing on one side, and once something's cooked, you just move them over to mm. the to the uh to the other side of the of the grill where they stay warm. And that's a nice way of cooking if you're cooking lots of um, little things for people.
0: And what about the fuel that you're using? Because I think there's quite a few different kinds out there isn't there
1: i personally don't think the gas barbecuing is really barbecuing controversial <laughs> i know but um I, you know it's like one of those things i think the whole joy of it is to get the flavor from your um, from your from your charcoal or from the wood that you use mm. and to, that is the joy that that's the whole you're you're, you're reconnecting with 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 your uh, without with our cave person past you know that's that that's what it's about it's about cooking over 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 fire so firstly yeah i'm am an actual proper barbecue person as opposed to gas and then um the sort of differences are you know what's on the label so we, we've got lump wood which is the natural stuff? This is, it, but it does burn quite quickly. But it burns to a really high temperature, and this is what you want to be looking for. Yes, you can buy those bags of instant lighting, but they have they've got an accelerant. So really, with I know we've probably all been guilty of just wanting a barbecue, going down the supermarket, mm. and buying the first thing that we see. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that as well. But if you really want to kind of go into into the depth of it, yeah. you really want to avoid things with accelerants. Accelerants are the, the lighter fuels, which will can taint the food right. and you want to avoid them and that goes for the same sort of the, the fire lights. you know those white fire lights as you yeah. use them all of a sudden your, your fingers smell of petrol and then it taints it there's lots of other options out there at the uh, uh you know um, now there's lots of eco ones you get, you get the compressed cardboard you get the wood shavings you know like the, the little balls of That's um right, yeah. the little balls of uh, sawdust and they're all they're all a lot nicer um
0: are you a fan of the kettle that you used? You know, um, oh, hugely.
1: Lighting? So we yeah. We, uh, to me that's an essential tool. It really turned the difference between using uh, the chimney. The chimney, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, really yeah, not a yeah, kettle. Yeah, yeah. They don't actually cost that much either. You can buy a no brand. You can buy a no branded one for for less than like ten pounds, yeah. and they get your coals going in like twenty minutes. And the difference with me having one of those and not having one of those is barbecuing on a weeknight not just on weekends because I'd come back and whereas before you'd have to build you know you'd have to get all kind of uh you'd have to get all boy scouts about it and and, and babysit it and then go there and stop stop blowing the coals and make sure they're going you you can have coals ready to cook on in about 20 uh 20 25 minutes Maybe. So all of a sudden, you know, opens it up as, a, as an option. So those are the, the the chimneys. That's an essential piece of kit. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I don't barbecue at home without one. I'm saying that, when I, you know, when we go camping, you don't have one. You can still, uh, you still start a, you start, start a fire. Stand, yeah. And the, the easiest way. So actually, I taught my son and his his friends this. Um, the easiest way to start a fire, or if you if you want to start a barbecue, is to use the hashtag method. So you know the the um the symbol of a hashtag, yeah. so the, the the cross. Get your fire lighter, get some kindling, build like a three high hashtag with the kindling, then put some larger logs on top. Awesome, and they that you'll guarantee to start a fire every time. And that's how that's how we remember it is, is the hashtag method. <laughs>
0: it's the millennial <laughs> method. <laughs> that's brilliant obviously we live in the uk and as we've seen it's we're just coming out of may now and it's actually been raining for about seems like three weeks what um what can we do if it is raining i mean i, I know you know i know i know for a fact that you will barbecue in any weather yeah but if you want to kind of get that slight barbecue vibe but using your oven or your grill yeah can we, are there still some things we can do
1: oh totally and i you know you i a lot of the barbecue is a lot of the barbecue is the the flavor that you're getting from the wood or from the from the, the charcoal that you're using without a doubt and, mm. and you get the flavor from the fat dripping onto the charcoal mm. and creating the steam or all the smoke and that um that gives you the flavor as well but you also get you know, you also get a lovely charred flavour by simply griddling. I mean, you know, they, they, you still get char, you still get, you still get caramelisation, you mm. still get really lovely flavours like that. So historically, whenever I've written a barbecue recipe, as you say, I, you know, the, the box, the tip box, I always give is rain or shine. Yeah. Is to flip to a, is to flip to a uh to a griddle pan if you're doing a direct barbecue and then if not then to just to, to simply go to a, to a hot oven so something like a spatchcock chicken or a butterfly um, leg of lamb just a really hot oven an oven at about 250 to uh, 250 240 will still give you that really big heat. And if you want to add some smoke to it, there's really lots of, there's lots of lovely options for smoked salts mm. that you can use. Yeah, yeah. Um, smoked paprika is a lovely thing to add to a rub. So, you know, it's pouring down with rain outside, but you still want to do have have get a smoky flavour. A really simple way of just adding smoky flavours by using smoked paprika.
0: That's lovely. Yeah. I think I'd say as well, my tip would be, um, you're going into a hot oven, but to leave whatever meat or veg with a bit of of air underneath them rather than leaving them into putting them into a a roasting tin. Yeah. So kind of like on a on a trivet or on a um
1: or directly on the oven on the oven. Yeah. Yeah, I mean if you're happy to to wash that afterwards, but directly on the oven rack.
0: With a drip tray underneath. Totally. So you get that kind of um surround heat as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly so the heat circulates around it. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that's a that's a lovely idea.
0: So just going on to um Bust some myths, yes. of misconceptions that people have. You've got a few, haven't you? For um, for just stuff that we read again and again, and yeah. it kind of goes in our head, and we decide that that's the truth, but not necessarily. What What have you
1: got? Uh, so, so number one is if people are getting into it, and then they're they're told to use wood chips for flavour, yes. they're always told to soak them in water to create smoke. Now, water doesn't create smoke; it creates steam. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm no scientist, but, but that. So, if you do want to create smoke, then then there's absolutely no need to soak your wood chips in any form of water because all you're going to be doing is creating flavored steam, mm. not flavored smoke. So that'd be my, my my tip number one. Tip number tip number two, and this actually applies to um, cooking meat or, or or poultry in general. We were always told historically ever to to, to season with salt just before it went yeah. on, the, on on on. the oven or on the grill we now know this to be nonsense it's not nonsense but by seasoning just before all you're doing is seasoning on the outside Mm -hmm. by seasoning depending on how thick it is your seasoning but by seasoning beforehand up to several hours beforehand the salt really penetrates the uh penetrates the the protein Mm -hmm. and you you get a much it starts to brine it you get a much uh a much more a much better flavored uh finished product yeah and uh, that's been number two and then number three mythbuster. so when we're told to cook s- steaks or chops or anything yeah. like that we're told to we're told to sear them on one side walk away come back and turn them yeah um always seemed a bit odd to me because the the, the side that you're not cooking first it's sort of sweats all the juices come out of it yeah. and so we th- there's a new method of cooking that actually makes you look like a bit of a barbecue pro if that's what you're cooking <laughs> which is literally to, to stand there and turn it every minute uh-huh. and that way you build up this beautiful crust and it cooks a lot more evenly so that would that that's a direct method so if you're cooking so something like a t-bone you know something yeah. beautiful like that get your coals really hot and actually you can cook over quite a fierce heat and again because you're turning it you're you're cooking over this fierce heat but you're it gets uh it gets it, it's not got enough time to burn so you're just building up this beautiful so you're crust just
0: Constantly flipping it. literally
1: every minute you, you, you sear can... it for a minute flip it for a minute and it's still the same combined amount of time but you're just flipping it every minute as opposed to as mm. opposed to leaving it for five and then and then turning it for five
0: you're going to need the uh Long
1: handled tongs for that aren't you? Long handled tongs are definitely on my list of uh, of, of of essential tools. I'd say they're they're very much. I mean, they are the essential tool. There's not much else you can you can do without without long handled tongs. Otherwise, you're just going to be doing a lot of yeah. jumping back, jumping back, and getting <clears throat> yeah red knuckles.
0: Stick around for more expert barbecue advice from Barney. Can I just ask you a quick question about the wood chips you mentioned? Um when when do you add them? You don't add them all the time, do you? Because otherwise you maybe would oversmoke. Do you add yeah. the beginning, end? It totally
1: end? depends on what you're cooking oh, okay. and what you're what you're trying to achieve. So for uh, for for some things, if you're cooking something really slowly, for something like ribs, um, where you're 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 essentially you're smoking them to start with, or you're cooking them at a really low, um, really low temperature, mm. you'd smoke them throughout and then you'd finish them on a hot heat. Right. But if you just want to boost the flavour onto something, then you can just throw a few wood chips over at the end, just to give it just to just to give it some some finishing smoke. Nice. Um, but you know, and again, we're going to I think we're going to talk about this again in a minute about with, with flavour boosters. It's not just wood chips that you you can use. You can use lots of things. And I tend to use if I'm using herbs or spices in mm. my um, in a marinade or within the dish, they will go on the. Oh. That's you amazing. know, they will go straight on the coals. Yeah, well um, let,
0: let's talk about flavour boosters yeah. and start with that. So literally if something like um a, a woody herb, I'm guessing. I've rosemary totally, thyme, yeah, yeah. bay leaves. So if you're actually starting out with without an a marinade, yeah. you're gonna grab a few branches of it and just put it on. Even there. if
1: I'm not, so all my, my main tip was gonna mm. be that I smoke a lot with uh with with the exact with, with that, with with um with rosemary or with bay. And I'm lucky enough to have a, a big bay tree, which nice. I prune when I prune it. I keep all the I keep all the offcuts, all the prunings, and there's two ways of doing it. You can either throw them straight onto the coals and they 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 go up in smoke and you get that flavor, or you can put them on the bars and you can sit whatever it is you want to cook on top of the herbs and then you bit like cooking in hay. Like, you know, you cook yeah. lamb in hay and then they they smolder gently on top of the herbs. Um you can also throw spices, things like you know, cumin, whole seeds, oh, wow. cumin, coriander seeds, um, all of those can go straight onto onto uh, your coals as well to so, create yeah. an aromatic oh, yeah. smoke. Nice. Yeah. yeah,
0: I've never I've never done that before. That sounds yeah. brilliant. What about actual um, flavorings within the the recipe itself?
1: So uh, flavorings would so for things like for things like rubs. Yeah. So rubs, I've got this. Oh, it's not it's not an acronym, but I've got this uh, <laughs> this way that I remember it. I think it's the four S's. It's, it's salty, spicy, um, salty, spicy, sweet and um scented nice. so you know if you want the if you want the easiest rub in, like the easiest rub in the world is this it's it's one part um one part brown sugar one part salt and one part smoked paprika and there isn't a piece of there isn't a piece of poultry or a piece of meat i know out there that doesn't that well, even fish that doesn't you know doesn't taste better after you've, you've mixed yeah. those two together and you'll look at it, you will think that's a lot of brown sugar and it's a lot of salt but all of a sudden, it all starts to make sense and it all comes together. And I used to do this. I used to I used to do the barbecue at my my kids' um, primary school summer fair. Was, I was I was I was the barbecue man, and that was to be honest, that was my that was my go to rub. It, it was it was those it's those three things. It was actually I added and I also added equal amounts of cumin. It was only those four things. Yeah. And everyone was trying. I felt like Colonel Saunders. Everyone was trying to guess my, you know, guess my secret, my secret combination of herbs and spices and <laughs> ingredients, and, and work out what it was. And the only secret to it was they were equal. It was, it was a quarter of each. It was equal quantities of each. And people are quite scared of adding that much salt or that, that much sugar. And then the other thing was, I used to, I used to leave the, um, I used to leave the chicken to to marinate, and because it's a rub for like twenty four hours, and it used to build this crust mm. on the chicken thighs which, it sort of, you know, it sort of diluted it and made this crust and made them go, and the paprika made them go bright red. But I, I think people didn't understand the simplicity of it, which is why they, you know, why they why they liked it. Keep, some some things can become quite overcomplicated, and all of a sudden it becomes a cacophony of flavours as opposed to just a couple of flavours coming mm. through. Um, but going back to what I was saying before, so yeah, the, the four S's, they'll always be, There'll always be something salty. There'll always be something reasonably spicy in there. Then I'll look for something scented. So that might be my my dried herb or or, or something. And then um, and then I'll and if I said spicy, and then I'll add and then I'll add and then i add something uh, uh, something sweet. Yeah. yeah. So that could be and that work that same those same flavor profiles work with marinades. Yeah. You know exactly the same with marinades. So rather than brown sugar or or. or um, or golden caster, I might use maple syrup or honey. But it's those same four flavor profiles that I'll, I'll be looking when I'm coming up with a with a marinade or a rub. Um, yeah. And then Rescue.
0: the S, the final S, the smoke. Smoke. yes, yeah, smoke.
1: We will get five S's. Yeah. And we get smoke. But that comes from the yeah. whatever you put. Yeah. Yeah, on yeah, there.
0: yeah. That sounds amazing. You also had something about um, a kind of turning your barbecue into a bit of a rotisserie.
1: Yeah, so we're talking about indirect cooking. I mentioned having a tray underneath whatever it is you're cooking. Um, And then you mentioned uh, cooking in an oven in the same way. And so the way that I think about it is that if I'm going to go to the effort of making a barbecue, a bag of coal actually isn't isn't that cheap, Mm. especially if you're buying really good quality, which you should be. Forestry Commission, yeah, um, sustainable, uh, yeah, it's a sustainable coal, and it does make a big difference. We're all used to we're all used to shopping online nowadays. There's no reason, you know, it gets delivered to your house. There's no reason why you shouldn't be buying the most sustainable uh, British produced um charcoal out mm. there. It, it's not cheap. You get amazing flavour, but if you're going to go to the effort of doing all of that, I say get the absolute most. Out of that, out of it as you can. So when it's heating up, sear some. So you know, maybe sear some um, some vegetables on it to make a, a sauce with. Burn some chilies to make a chili sauce with it. Once the meats come off, brush your um, brush your bars down, and then griddle some barbecues or some pineapple. But really try and get the most out of it. And along with that, so you've got you've got a you've got something whether it's a, a chicken or a piece of meat barbecuing beautifully. It's a shame to lose all those juices, yeah. and when you've got a, you know, whenever you see a clever person using a rotisserie, or you go to a, to to a market where they're using a rotisserie, there's always a tray of something underneath where they're catching all those delicious juices. And there's no reason why you can't do that with with your barbecue. I mean, the you know the obvious one to me is just some sliced potatoes or some 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 mm. potatoes. I did a really lovely dish actually this last summer during lockdown with uh, guinea fowl. So I you know I indirectly cooked some guinea fowl. And I had a tray of potatoes underneath, and they were amazing.
0: And I mean, did you have to par cook them first, or cook them? It depends
1: scratch? on it depends on on the heat of what you, what uh. you're cooking with. You can do you can treat them like roast potatoes, or you can you can just throw in some small cubes of potatoes and let, let them cook in the, let them cook. They get they take on that smoky flavour mm. as well.
0: And finally, you had a really nice idea for using lemon and lime. Please. Yeah,
1: so um, certainly it's my trick. We you do see people doing it if you're if you're cooking something that that you'd like to squeeze lemon, lime, orange, anything over actually. Citrusy, yes, yeah. yeah, citrusy. If you cut your citrus fruit in half and sear it cut side down, the um the skin the the cut side caramelizes and it intensifies the flavor of the juice when you squeeze it over. Wow. Yeah.
0: So many brilliant ideas oh, there, Bonnie. Thank you. thank you so much for that. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Oh, absolute pleasure, Janine.
0: That was the Olive Magazine podcast. For more information on things we talked about in this episode and to check our back catalogue of over 200 episodes, head to olivemagazine.com.